Have you ever wondered what inspired the CG bros to go into the entertainment business? Well, stay tuned. Because in this episode, number 2106, the CG bros will be doing a deep dive into that subject when they answer the commonly asked question, what inspired you to get into the entertainment business? On the CG bros CG Insider podcast. Well, greetings, everybody, and welcome back to this week's podcast. In this episode of the CG Insider, the CG Bros are going to answer the question, what inspired us to get into the entertainment business? I'm Bill Johnston, one of the CG Bros. And I'm Sean Johnston, the other. And by the end of this podcast, not only do you know what inspired us to get into the entertainment business, but uh, you'll learn what inspired us in our early days. Uh, you'll learn about some of our personal inspirations and why we were inspired by them. And you'll have a better understanding of where we come from and, and how we came to create the CG Bros pa- uh, channel in the first place. So... Um, we're also going to reveal a, a couple of our personal stories along the way, so we hope you enjoy that. Um, so why don't we go ahead and start off the conversation, Sean, with uh, maybe talk about a little bit about what you know what inspired us as kids. You want to start on that? Well, do you think? Uh, I wonder if we have the same uh, things that inspired us. I know that uh, there's just so much to talk about that there won't be enough time actually in this podcast to to talk about it. I know that for a fact, but uh, yeah. I mean, remembering back from my first memory, uh, inspiration, or I should say start of my obsession, was around six, I, that I can recall. Um, seeing one of the first trailers uh, for several monster movies on TV, um, I got really excited. And then our father took you and our older sister to one of those movies and left me at home because uh, he thought I would be too scared. Um, I was really upset about that, and uh, that made me... Um, basically singularly focused and obsessed with seeing every one of those types of movies from then on. Uh, that didn't bother me a bit, by the well, way. Of course not. Why would it? <laughs> <laughs> so I, that's definitely, I think, with my first inspiration for that. And then, of course, um, over time, um, just you know, watching all sorts of um, science fiction movies, horror movies, monster movies of all kinds, uh, you know, some of the ones, of course, uh, Wolfman, The Mummy, Frankenstein's Monster, Dracula, uh, you name it. Um, I, I wanted to watch it. Um, well, I remember going to that movie uh, that you weren't at, and, and uh, that, that was, I'd say that was probably my first inspiration. Was, and that was the first drive-in I'd ever been to as well. Oh, uh, it was a drive-in. I didn't drive-ins. know that. Uh, yeah, that was actually a double feature. Uh, the first film was War of the Gargantuas. Oh, I know. I, I was just amazed, you know, when I saw these giant creatures stomping around through buildings. And, you know, and, and there was one one scene in there that actually horrified me quite a bit. It made quite an impression on me. And I won't say it inspired me, but it, it sure struck me. It was a, when, uh, I don't know if you remember the story of War of the Gargantuas. It's about two brothers. Of course I remember it. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. And... Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I was actually horrified when uh, the the bad brother, if you will, uh, picked up a singer from a nightclub, chewed her up, and, and spat out her dress. Oh, uh, yeah. It shocked me. I've yeah, never was... seen anything like that. But it, it intrigued me at the same time that there was a good brother and a bad brother, and the bad brother uh, was doing the, you know, just killing people and destroying things while the good brother was a friend of man and, and tried tried to dissuade him from from being a bad bad brother. So. Yeah, the, you but know, it was they, a double feature. Yeah. Oh, what was the, what was the other one? Oh, uh, the other one was uh, Monster Zero. Of it course, was one of, the first, of course it was. Um, <laughs> Godzilla Rodan uh, films where they actually uh, joined joined together and battled uh, King Ghidorah. Uh, he was from outer space, and the aliens came to Earth, and it was just it was the whole concept of it was was really intriguing to me, and and just seeing those kaiju's uh, stomping around and and 
destroying buildings and and shooting atomic breath. It was it was it was something spectacular that just made a huge impression on me. Yeah, not to belabor that whole thing, but um, I to me I always thought that the the electrical effects that they were shooting at those monsters and the trees exploding was really well done. I, I agree, and as well as as uh, Ghidorah's uh, electrical uh, breath, if you will, uh, I thought that was pretty pretty neat too. Yeah, it was. It was like I've never seen anything like it, and and still today, and I actually uh, watched the trailer for that uh, not, uh, last week, and uh, it brought back a lot of great memories for me. Yeah, I I um, I remember watching uh, you know our channel or TV at the time. I remember it only had a few channels, right? It was like six, five, eight, ten, thirteen, maybe mm-hmm. thirty nine. I think PBS, which was a 15. Um, I, I think it was color, wasn't it? Uh, well, the, the, the TVs were in color, but the, a lot of the films that we watched, like you were talking about Dracula and Frankenstein and the Wolfman and the Mummy. And you remember The Hunchback of Notre Dame and The Invisible Man? Oh, of course. And, and we, ha- we also had the, the models that we would put together, you know, with uh, oh, Super Oh, that's Glenn, right. That's or, right. What was it? Crazy Glue? I can't remember the name of it. People would stop have this issue with people smelling and, and remember that uh, inhaling that stuff. Yep. Yep. Glue sniffing. Yeah. That's right. Those were <laughs> some toxic, toxic glue, glue stuff. But yeah, we, we actually had a uh, um, models, plastic models that, and that actually got me started into actually building models. Cause even after that, I started, you know, messing around with building models of cars and planes and stuff. But yeah, those, those monster models were insane and they actually had glow in the dark parts. Which oh, I remember that. Even, yeah. That was amazing. Um, yeah, I, I do you remember um, um, the TV guy we used to have? Yeah, because yeah. I remember I remember actually going through the TV guide, and and always always those movies were listed under movie horror or movie thriller categories, sure. and mm-hmm. oh, they almost were always showing up either on Friday night or Saturday afternoons, and you know that's what I would always look look for and just anticipate the weekend and um, you know absolutely. <laughs> It was great. It was great. Well, you know, do you remember every, well, every Saturday, at least I remember uh, most Saturdays, not every Saturday, but it was, it was just about every Saturday. I think at around three o'clock that uh, all the neighborhood kids would get together at one of, one of our houses mm-hmm. and uh, sit down and watch. And, you know, in the living room, it was called Creature Feature. Yes. Creature uh, Feature. Which featured a lot of those uh, movies from the fifties. Uh-huh. Yes. And uh, do you remember um, some of the TV series we used to watch? Um, one of my favorites was uh, Kolchak, The Night Stalker. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. I tell you, the first, the first uh, beginning of that show, the theme music always scared me. And it just, I know it was at night and it was always dark in the house and we would put that thing on. It was so scary, but that's, you know, those are the things that I think, you know, initially for us being as kids was just getting us, uh, you know, our, our first uh, wedding, our appetites and, and we wanted more and more. And no matter how many times they showed on the, on the uh, TV, we would always be watching those, no matter how many times we saw it. I mean, oh gosh, the, yeah, we, you, we could. That's funny, yeah, we could recite lines. We knew it was going to happen. Uh, yeah, but it yep. was entertaining every time. And do you? What was your favorite uh, Kolchak? Um, I, you know, it's got to be the headless. Uh, oh, motorcycle that's rider. mine. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> that always uh, terrified me. That I mean, the motorcycle sound in the distance coming, getting closer and closer, and then chop. <laughs> Yeah, he had a, a, a big, uh, what was it? Torso. A, a hatch, a machete, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a, he had did. I think it was a sword. I think it was a sword. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, if I'm remembering it incorrectly, I'm sorry. But, uh, That's yeah. all right. You know, a- some, some of the other shows that I, I really uh, felt in, uh, attached to was uh, Land of the Giants, uh, which is kind of the opposite side of the kaiju spectrum. 
Lost in Space was a was a real favorite of mine. Um, I even like to watch those old Superman uh, movies with George. It's not Superman movie, but the George Superman Reeves. series with George Reeves playing yes. part of Superman. Oh man, I used to I used to run all over the house acting <laughs> acting like Superman when that would come on the theme song. I mean, what kid doesn't, you know, I mean, it's, that's, I think that's, it's so iconic that, uh, yeah, I think more, most people, at least young, young boys anyway, play, play, like to play, put on a cape and run around. Absolutely. And uh, a couple other notable mentions here, um, you know, for science fiction, of course, Star Trek, we watched, we watched probably every single one of those over and over and over again. All right. So let's, let's go ahead and talk about more, more what inspired us as teenagers then. Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as the teenagers, um, you know, I was, I was still talking about, uh, being as a kid, but, but that's okay. Oh, did you see? Oh, well, that's right. You're younger <laughs> than I am. That's yes. Right. Yeah. So. Well, those uh, Star Trek shows were in reruns, you know, we didn't see them on their first pass through. No, but I remember seeing them also when I was younger and then teenagers, of course, I would, I would always watch those, you know, I just, you know, reruns, reruns, reruns for, over, you know, every, every single year, I'd never get tired of it. Um, but I would say, you know, over, over time as teenagers, you know, things were getting better and better as far as special effects and realism in, in all the shows and movies that we'd watch, um, you know, you know, except for the, except for maybe the Hulk TV show, um, the effects were probably not. Oh, with Bill Bixby. That's right. Yeah. Ah, that was a great show. And Lou yeah. Ferrigno. Yeah. He was, uh, he's just a, a massive man back then. That was just amazing. Especially when he fought the other creature Sasquatch. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, you know what also also inspired me? Um, it, it's it, and you're talking about in, increase in quality and, and stuff like that. You know, I was really the s- stories ran short. Not, I mean, th- that was one thing I really liked about the Hulk uh, with Bill Bixby is is the stories were were gripping. They were they're meaningful, and I found that to be the case uh, with the Twilight Zone. Um, I really enjoyed watching the episodes of Twilight Zone. Uh, they were they were they had intense close ups of the characters, and that that struck me as, as very dramatic. You know. Yeah, to this day, um, I would say I've actually bought a series of, uh, I got the DVD series. Um, I think I got, uh, how many years did I get? A couple of years of, of the series. And uh, I can I can watch, they're so well written and they're so frightening. And the, and the, the acting is so, is so well done, you know? It's, uh, yeah, the, definitely inspiration for that and, uh, you know, disturbing concepts of all sorts of uh, things. I remember and, Night Gallery, speaking of disturbing concepts. Oh, yeah, Rod Serling's Night Gallery. And another yeah. one of the the, uh, the theme songs and this, you know, would, would creep me out so bad. Those creepy paintings coming in. That, the, oh, my God. And the distorted macabre. faces. Yeah. That was, that was terrifying as a kid. We'll be back in a moment. But first, a question. Do you run a small business online? but find that it lacks online presence? Are you truly engaged with your customer base and prospects? You might want to check out AlphaWave Systems. They build responsive and eye-popping websites and get first-page Google ranking results. They can energize your digital channels to grow your customer base and revenue. So, whether it's a new website, increased social media presence, customer relations management, or analytics, you can grow your business in the cloud and experience rapid and tangible results. Go to alphawave.io to learn how. Now, speaking of, of, of uh, getting back to, you were talking about the increase in, in quality and, and uh, um, visual effects. Um, I was particularly moved by the Sinbad series. Uh, you know, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad and the Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Ray Harryhausen. Exactly, exactly. He created, what was it? He called it uh, Dynamation, wasn't it? I think so. Filmed think so. in Dynamation. Yeah, I think so. 
Yeah, yeah. Was, they, they had some. I mean, that was the first time I really saw stop motion. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I remember the Cyclops and the Indian goddess Kali. Remember the six armed uh, uh, goddess that oh, came to life yes. with the six swords? That that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, you could you would even you know the even the choppiness of the animation. Uh, you didn't even you didn't even care. It was just so amazing to see these things moving around and well, especially when they're integrated with live action. That was I had not seen anything like that. I mean, in in, in the early days, they had. They had some, uh, you know, ones that we really, I remember uh, we really enjoyed. They had, um, what's it called, Them or something. It was about uh, rate, rate nuclear testing in the desert and these giant ants would take over and oh, eat yeah. people up. And, yes. Uh, that felt kind of followed on on with uh, a giant tarantula that was mm-hmm. stomping on on the town. I think it was from the desert as well. And then they, they even tried, tried to really milk that by having the giant praying mantis uh, come and attack. The, Man, even the, the sound town. effects I thought were interesting and, and terrifying too i mean a lot of the sounds for those those ants i can still i can still hear it in my head echoing yep yeah and and you know another inspiration that i i was very powerful for me was the six million dollar man oh i have that on my list as well yeah oh yep. great great absolutely um you know as 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 teenagers um i, I know for myself and you're probably that very similar because you grew up in the same house of course um, was I'd say the single biggest inspiration for me as a teenager um, was um, seeing Star Wars. Uh, oh yeah, well you know that, that's true. That's true. Well, I mean, I, I, I yes, and and uh, comic books. Uh, we were huge comic book uh, collectors. How could and, I forget? And, I had a big stack. I still have that stack, by the way. Do you have? Oh, yours? no kidding. I I I whittled it down to just like the core core ones i didn't save most of them i i just saved the ones i thought would be valuable in the future you know i don't know oh gosh hey we we here's an interesting story about that now that you brought up uh you know comic books is we were at one of the first comic cons when it was at the el cortez hotel in san diego do you remember that that's like, right that's right what an interesting experience that was yeah there was like hardly anybody there it was not like it is today that's for sure well there are hardly any kids there you know and we were kids at the time that's right um, and it was mostly adults <laughs> that's right uh, you know, with thick glasses and kind of un- unshoveled uh, attire, and uh, I can't remember if I, if we saw Stan Lee there, but he had to have been there, right? I don't know, Sean. That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, huh? You know, it's funny because uh, comic books actually inspired me to um, learn to become more serious about drawing. I know we used to compete. Uh, we we were very artistic from an early age, and we drew lots of pictures, but. You know, seeing those comic books and reading those comic books really inspired me to become more serious about drawing and sketching and uh, especially getting, you know, proper proportions in the anatomy. And, you know, it, it introduced me to the shading of muscles and, and how to how to draw hands and fingers and facial expressions. It was it was very, uh, very educational, actually, for me. Yeah, definitely for me as well. I, I remember, um, you know, spending inordinate amounts of time on the details of the face before I started doing the body and everything else. And so I, sometimes I would never get finished with the rest of the body and it would be, you know, just the head and the face and then, you know, the upper torso and not even the hands. Cause I wasn't, I didn't do well at hands at that time. So mm-hmm. um, I just remember leaving a lot of that stuff just blank. <laughs> well, you know, uh, reading comic books uh, also inspired me to actually begin reading books. You know, I was not a, a huge reader, but, when you had comic books, you were involved in the story and what the characters were saying and what the plots were and, and the subplots. And, uh, it, it really caused me to actually start doing a lot of reading. And so I, it, I read mostly science fiction stories, uh, 
short stories at first based on, on all my comic book experiences. Well, I'm glad at least one of us read stories because I, I didn't do that. <laughs> all I did oh, is- there's so many good ones, Sean. I mean, there's Harrison Bergeron. Um, uh, I read Ray Bradbury. He wrote uh, Fahrenheit 451, Theodore Sturgeon, Microcosmic God. Just a fantastic science fiction story. H.G. Um, Wells, The Time Machine, War of the Worlds, um, Food of the Gods by Arthur C. Clarke. Um, and I even read I, Robot by Isaac Asimov. Yeah, I was. Uh, it really got me into the science fiction uh, genre and, and reading. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, remember, you're a little bit older than I was, um, so... I still didn't, uh, I didn't, I wasn't into reading. I was just, hey, give me the pictures. I just want to see the movie. <laughs> what was the one, what was the one that we saw that was, um, uh, had those, they're on a, they're on an island or something. And there's these huge, all the animals were huge. Oh, Island of Dr. Moreau. What? No, no, no. That was the, oh, those no? are creatures that they were doing experiments on humans and, and, and crossbreeding. Oh, right? the land that time forgot. Okay. I mean, maybe that's it. I can't. With Doug McClure. Um, well, that's one of my favorites too. Anything from Doug McClure, but I'm, I'm trying to remember what it was. Maybe by the end of this podcast, I'll remember what it is, but that okay, one always okay. freaked me out as well. Well, and, and of course, you, you know, you were mentioning Star Wars that, that was, that was, that really inspired me as well. I mean, it was, um, and I think it's really what inspired me to, to take, take up a career in, in 3D animation. It was, it was the, it had been the most realistic movie I'd ever seen, um, as compared to some of those old cheesy effects that we'd kind of grown up with as, as young kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really got me interested as, as, in VFX as a thing, you know. Well, it was it was it it just blew me away because there's nothing else that was that, you know, that realistic um, at the time. I mean, looking back, you can see a lot of the compositing uh, problems that they had. But man, you, I didn't even see it then. It was just I just remember being on the biggest screen in, in San Diego and just seeing the um, the amount of people in line literally wrapped around the building a couple times. It was just mm-hmm. crazy. Well, what uh, what inspired uh, you as a young adult? You know, I mean, I, in, you know, getting into your twenties. What what uh, inspired you? Uh, I know we're talking mostly about movies and TV shows, and and that's a huge part of my inspiration. Uh, and mine too. Uh, um, I remember the thing that that really stuck out to me, and and it was was the Alien movie, and 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 the artwork of H.R. Geiger uh, really mm-hmm. inspired me a lot. Yeah, definitely. That was one of the ones that I uh, had on my list. Um, you know, I could go down American Werewolf in London. Um, that, oh, yeah, that, really, that was amazing at the yeah, time. <laughs> that one, um, that actually made me want to go into movies making practical creature effects. That's I really mm-hmm. wanted to do that. Um, Altered States, that that really affected me in a lot of ways visually. Um, and then, of course, the the story was pretty amazing. Um, I would say, and, and like I said, this is going to be more movies based because video games at the time weren't, uh, an inspiration until a little bit later, but John Carpenter's the thing. I mean, that's oh, still yeah, and the fog too. And, and Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. See that, those are the things that just make me, um, I mean, just kind of, you know, like I said, whet your appetite and make you want to, um, get into, you know, doing visual effects and, you know, there was nothing at that time that, that could even come close to what we're seeing today. Um, and, and, and so I would say my young, what really probably, you know, the first one was star Wars. That's the thing that that pretty much planted the first seed in my brain, other than, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, earlier than that, um, with the, uh, you know, the movies and things like that, but, um, and, uh, creature stuff that we used to talk about. But then the second one I would say is probably the, the inspirational seed was after seeing, um, the original Tron movie back in 1982, 
right. for me, right. I was I was totally mesmerized by the the CGI light cycles and and the other unique effects they did on their their clothing. Um, but stuff that I had never seen before. You know, you'd see you'd see commercials with CGI in them, and how clean it everything looked, and how the mm-hmm. geometric option uh, you know objects could be rotated around, and you're like, right. there's nobody can draw like that. That's just it's so precise, so clean. Oh, they and, did another movie called The Black Hole, which was not which was not a great movie, but but it had it did next level CG in it, you know. Right, right, and 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 those are the things I think visually you're, you they stick in your mind is like what is that? How is that done? You know, and then you you know that you hear about it. Oh, this is you know they've done this in the computer and you know the effects, and then just um, you know just. I don't know. It's a, it was a visual cornucopia, you know, of just just pleasure of my eye, on my eyes. I just, you know, vi- anything visual that I had never seen before. I think that's what kind of draws us into these things. Well, speaking and, of things that, oh, I, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, uh, no, you go ahead, and then I'll I'll get onto what. I was gonna say, speaking of things that that that, that you've never seen before, I, I remember specifically seeing, uh, you know, when we had seen Terminator Two, Judgment Day, with the Metal Man, uh, the Metal Terminator. Uh, that that to me was groundbreaking, and I, I looked at that and I said, I want to do that for a living. Yeah, um, and as well as the abyss. When I saw that water creature uh, coming out, that that was a, it was truly amazing. Uh, yeah, that uh, yeah that one as as well as um, gosh, there's so many we could, we could we could go into um, from that well, time I period. We got I remember we got a hold of a bootleg. I mean, it inspired us so much. We 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 both kind of wanted to get into and, and learn. <laughs> 3D animation as a result of, of those movies. Yeah. Um, you know, we got a hold of a copy of a bootleg copy of 3D Studio for DOS. You know, we photocopied a photocopy of, you know, four a or photocopy five of a photocopy <laughs> of a photocopy. Yeah, I remember that. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I mean, it was, it was just, just quite a, a challenge to learn that, that program because of, for one thing, there was no real documentation. I mean, there were pages missing. There were pages that we, you know, it was a photocopy of a photocopy. So we really couldn't read some of the words. You know, some of the steps were missing. Um, right, the modules. But, but we still kept the, going. Yeah, the, the different modules they had for that software program at the time were just, um, you know, it was amazing to be able to have that on a, on a PC um, because you're so, you know, before that, most 3D programs, I mean, other than, I guess, Lightwave on, on the, the Amiga, um, you know, um, was, oh, was not right. available with, for the PC. So That's right. Um, um, you know, back backing up just a little bit, um, you know, as far as the inspiration before we get into into the um, the actual you know creating CGI and, and wanting mm-hmm. to was um, getting my first PC really it was in in college San Diego State uh, University and I started playing uh, my roommate had a it was an Apple IIe I believe um, and it was just like a two color monitor um, I don't know it was like the what color it was like an orange what do you call that orange uh, is it orange or green? I can't remember. Burnt orange. Burnt yeah, I can't even remember. Maybe it was green. <laughs> I can't remember at this time. It's been so long. But I remember playing him playing King's Quest, the original. And I was just, uh, I was taken back. I was like, wow, that is really, really cool. And then there was a uh, a, um, a guy below our, our, our apartment complex um, on Elkhorn Boulevard that had a, um, a PC shop. And he's a Vietnamese guy, totally cool guy. I used to go in there and just talk his ear off because he had these amazing VGA had come out and and you saw all these colors and they had all these um, colors you know, yeah colors mm-hmm. so many mm-hmm. two fifty six or even I don't even know if it was more than that at the time but man it was just visually amazing and um, you know once I got my computer for school I just 
what did I do? I went and started buying a bunch of video games and just threw them on there because I had seen him play King's Quest. And then I just started seeing better graphics like, um, you know, Chuck Yeager's Air Combat and uh, Wing Commander. And so those kind of games, I just started playing like nonstop. And any new game that came out, that came out, that's what I would get. And so I wanted to do that. I mean, that to me got me into wanting to do CGI for games. Um, you know, because I never really thought you could get into movies. Um, in fact, you know what? Going back to that Tron story, mm-hmm. when I was attending a state, I actually called Disney at the time. I think it was in the, what is, what is that? In the mid 80s to, to late 80s. Um, I called. Showing your age. Yeah, I called in there to <laughs> see if I could find out more about how they did the, the graphics. And um, I think at the time they had mentioned, um, you know, there are higher end workstations and things like that, that I didn't even know what the names of them were. I couldn't even repeat them, but I was, mm-hmm. I was so intrigued by it. Got me my first real taste into it after seeing, like I said, Tron and then playing video games. Yeah. Um, so what about you? Well, you know, I, uh, I, I, you know, I, what really inspires me these days, uh, it, well, the Jurassic Park movies really inspired me. Um, I, I'm really, you know, I'm really uh, excited about the way movies are, you know, the quality of the movies that are coming out today and the quality of the VFX, uh, especially the Marvel superhero movies. You know, it was a dream come true for me because as we as we were kids, you know, we used to read primarily Marvel comics and to see these things brought to life and to see, you know, see these things in comic books that I used to see and in such high quality VFX and, and, and really realistic. Uh, it, was, it was just a just a like a closing of a circle for me to, to actually be able to see, see these characters that I loved and grew up with as a kid, as a kid. Um, I, yeah. I love the Marvel superhero movies and, and actually all the, you know, even, even the, 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 the kaiju movies they have today with, with Pacific Rim and mm-hmm. all the remakes of Godzilla. And um, I, I think it's just, it continues to inspire me. The technique, the technology and the, the, the sophistication of the effects just, just really inspires me. It's, it's just a great feeling. Yeah. One of the, one of the, uh, the, the, movies probably within the last i don't know gosh maybe 15 years is it been like yeah it's been uh well gosh 20 years right um what was 19 it was 2001 i believe when the spider-man came out right um because they they had to take out the uh the world trade center because mm. it had been destroyed they, it was i guess originally spider-man was um you know by sony uh was it sony imageworks did a lot of the the animation for that um, they, they had him, I, I think an original trailer and he had, he was, he was like hanging between or either on one of the, one of the world trade centers and they ended up, uh, getting rid of, uh, getting rid of that because of obviously the, um, the terrible things mm-hmm. of nine uh, mm-hmm. 11. But that's pretty much when I, when I saw that, that first Spider-Man movie, um, I think I said, wow, this is, this is my, my comic book coming to life. And it's the first time that I really, it blew me away. Yeah. Um, I remember that. I and I was, that. I well, said, we are, we are here. We are here. <laughs> Finally. Finally, I know. Right. Instead of seeing this cheap effects, but this, it was actually integrated, you know, believably. Um, yeah. So what inspires you as an adult, Sean? What, what, what uh, things inspire you these days? Today, I would have to say pretty much the same. I mean, <laughs> there's so many creative people out there. Um, I, I do, I do say that I'm trying to look for something that's not rehashed. Um, I think mm-hmm. I have a tendency to try and find things almost like, like we had mentioned about um, Giger and his, you know, yeah, his, his artwork and new and, in Alien, you and know, intriguing. I mean, just, just that kind of stuff you'd never seen before. So I'm kind of trying to look for things like that. And 
I know that I know that there's um, you know our imaginations are limitless, but man, it sure seems like there's there's not a lot of uh, at least for me, a lot of original um, looking other, you know, you know, what really got me really that I really enjoyed was the um, Into the Spider-Verse. That one, I think, yeah, that inspired was really me. fresh, wasn't it? Yeah, I just love that. That was just such an amazing, um, it was like a, a live comic, comic mm-hmm. book, you know, coming to life. I mean, I know that they, certain techniques that they did, um, I think that they um, animated on, um, you know, or, or rendered it on like 24 frames a second mm-hmm. or 12 frames um, a second or something to make it, uh, you know, like it felt like it was stuttering. And then, you, you know, using real like comic book-esque backgrounds. To, to, yeah, and tune shaders. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it was amazing that that whole uh, visual style I just thought was so refreshing. Now, all that stuff really inspires me as well. But I'll tell you what, you know what really inspires me, Sean? What's that? You. You inspired me. You, you you inspired me to take that leap into the business, you know, oh, of, I got of entertainment. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was it, it was you. I mean, I was working in a company, just to let the folks know, I was working in a company I, I really didn't like, I, with people I really didn't respect. And I, 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 although I did get to wear a suit and tie every day, it felt good to do that. But but I was I was miserable and, and the suits were expensive. And um, you know, I remember you and I would meet every week for lunch and I'd see you all happy and enthusiastic about your work. And, you know, you'd, you'd ask me, uh, you know, we did that for a couple of years and you kept every time we'd get together, you'd ask me, oh, are you are you having fun yet? I'm having a blast, you know, and, and it, it worked on me. It worked on me. So I just want to thank you for that. Oh, bro, I, I didn't expect that. Thank you so much. No, it's it's uh, you. You're a talented guy, so um, I knew you would enjoy this because I got so much out of it myself uh, being in video games, and, and I know that you you want to tell stories and you want to do be creative. So um, that's, you know, I wanted to see you not miserable. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you came back, back and you recommended a book that, that we both read uh, that inspired me to use, you know, my passion for art and movies and, and visual effects and put it into something that I was passionate about doing. And, and that's to to you know, do things for for other people. It's meaningful for others. Um, I think that's what really st- inspired us to start our YouTube channel mm-hmm. in the first place was to really help others. To, you know, by teaching them and 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 eventually finally to get their hard work and efforts seen and and recognized by the world. Yeah, kind of like, a pay it forward. So right. Think, I, you know. Exactly. I was just going to say the same exact thing. Wanted to pay oh. it forward and share with others and and. Um, just have that unique uh, channel and hub that, that people could come to and be inspired themselves and, and get, you know, get into either movies or games or, you know, um, and that's why we have the Ask Us Anything too on our website, because we, we'd like people to just, you know, anything you guys want to know, um, you know, about at least the video game portion of, of entertainment, um, you know, please, please just let us know. Uh, we yeah, really have some questions. Exactly. Yeah, we'd really like to answer those. Well, we're almost uh, out of time here today. I, I, uh, any last words? No, I just, you know, this is a, um, it was really special, I think, because I'm um, not just because you said that to me, but uh, just, you know, thinking back down memory lane is just such a fun time. And, and, you know, I know there's other people out there that, that, that want to get into uh, creative, um, you know, video games and film and, you know, so many different aspects of, of being creative. Um, out there and, and, and making a living at it. It's, it's don't, don't give up. I know I keep saying that. Just don't give up. Don't take no for an answer. Um, you know, look what the good, you know, the people that inspire you, the artists and that are doing it currently, look at what they're doing and just do what they're doing and, and copy a lot of, you know, first it's copying and then it's original, you know, you start becoming, you know, you get better and better and better 
and you start doing your own um, style and, and, and doing that. So that's that's kind of what I would recommend. Exactly. Last All right. Well, you know, we we we, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed our, our podcast. We could we could talk forever going down memory lane, but yeah. uh, we we hope you enjoyed our, our podcast on what got us into the entertainment business. And you know, we we talked a little bit about what inspired us as kids growing up. What inspired us as teenagers and, and, and as young adults and, and even uh, as adults. And um, we touched on some personal stories that I hope you guys enjoyed hearing about. Um, let us know what you thought of the podcast or if you have any idea for a future podcast. As Sean said, you know, leave us a comment. Uh, hit us up on, on Ask Us Anything. And, uh, you know, here at CG Bros, we really appreciate you being here every week to, uh, to listen to our Insider podcast. And we're really excited about the positive responses we keep continue to get every week. And. Uh, we we enjoy doing this podcast, and, and we hope you did too. And if you found it valuable, please share it with your friends. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to hit that thumbs up button and click the bell so that you'll be notified of future podcasts. And we definitely look forward to seeing you next week um, for our, our next podcast. Uh, what is the next podcast, Sean? You know, uh, I'm going to have to look on my list. Uh, what is the next podcast, Bill? You're going to have to show. You're going to have to tell me. I don't All right. Know well, either way, it's going to be a good one. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Oh, uh, I know what it is. Week. 2107. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, everyone. We'll see you then. All right. Bye-bye. All right, bye now. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, what inspired you to get into the entertainment business? Thanks for being with us. Also, our podcasts are now available on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Podcast. You can contact us on our website at thecgpros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast. Be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what is the best hardware setup to do CGI? This has been episode 2106 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.